0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> that's my, it? exercise. my so exercise it's
1: always so underwhelming action when you do it because there's so much build up to it and I know and then, what I'm saying <laughs> since the very first we time slide. that I did it yeah I used to have a slate I don't know what happened to it someone broke it during a night in yeah, first year and I never had one after that but I did have it in that flat which is interesting I didn't move all, all my stuff okay so <laughs> we're back <laughs> we never left <laughs> Oh my
0: goodness!
1: The second episode <laughs> of inside the kitchen ears. <laughs> oh my god, guys! No, and I'm not gonna say guys. Oh uh, yes, it's official. We have a name, and the name came a week after we originally recorded the first one. Was it?
0: Uh, it came like a midweek week at some maybe, point. Maybe, maybe like even two. Yeah,
1: so it came much later than we wanted it to be we couldn't include it in the episode purely because i don't know what was the story of that i don't really remember oh yeah we were doing the first
0: one the actual first one and then we thought like a name and then we checked that the name is actually taken and then we were like oh shit but we need but we we want to do something you know the name needs to represent the kitchen and we're like holy shit holy shit what are we doing what are we doing then we started like chatting and then randomly i think uh, one of us messages like inside the kitchen ears. oh yeah and then oh, we're yeah oh God, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, we started it's... talking about the cover art as well yeah
1: well we're not gonna support it yet because we don't have it but wait but did we tell a story why <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah by the way any designers illustrators yeah, in design anyone... people all the ads from haru are c- currently unemployed we can even
0: <laughs> pay someone
1: yeah we can make them, yeah bro First, we need to get a mic with the money that we're going to pay someone to make cover so we don't have shit quality. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do we ever bring uh, up why the kitchen has so much meaning and importance in our lives? I don't know if we have explained that, really. you have it Not really, but just <laughs> explain. <laughs> 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 it involves so many mental breakdowns in the kitchen in person. now, Nah, just kidding. Oh, what a beginning. Oh, I'm not actually. <laughs> <laughs> I did cry a lot in first year, but that that's not the important thing. Like, the important thing is in first year, I was living in Harrow Halls and all the cute memories that I have, all the memorable experience happened to happen in the kitchen with uh, some of the most incredible people. Whether we're going to be laughing or crying or share secrets or just gossip about someone else that we've, been, we've done so many times, or whether actually that... Uh, that one's for Finn. When we're gonna fucking bake potatoes, and someone's gonna walk on us and ask us what the fuck was happening, <laughs> why we lay on the floor laughing, or we're we gonna see. Oh my God! Do I bring that up?
0: I don't like, know if well, Dan's well, listening, well, but
1: Dan, we saw your penis that night.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Dude>! <laughs> but it's so the outline of your penis. That's it. <laughs> it's so good. So that's why the kitchen has so much meaning to me. Oh my god. So we had to move <laughs> oh to the kitchen with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dan, they we love someone. you. <laughs> <laughs> you're my best. Like you're one of the best flatmates that I've had. The only one that I've had actually in that big flat that I really enjoyed speaking to, and I kind of like stayed in touch. So thank you. But that's why the kitchen, and we had to keep it. That's why we came up with inside the kitchen, is, And one night, as we were messaging each other, I think, that's when I was sending you, you were the one who came up with the name originally, because I was sending you things about the kitchen, like kitchen talks, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I said something about kitchen ears, but I that that was it. Like if the kitchen had ears or something like that. Yeah. Never yeah. worked out. And you you just came out of it. it Was like inside the kitchen ear. Yeah, you were like, oh my god, that that was absolutely crazy. Yeah, and the rest is history, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I just want to make it clear that I, I did not see Dan's penis, and I was not involved in any of <laughs> Dan's uh, shenanigans <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, oh my god, I really hope he listens to it.
1: I really hope that confronts me about it. So, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> but I, it was so funny. Thanks, Dan. Like the amount of times we would uh, end up in, in the kitchen after pills or something like that, and they would find Dan or someone else finds us absolutely fucked up laying on the floor. Or that night when me and Finn stayed in the kitchen and you went to my bed and slept in my bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Beth was sleeping as well. <laughs> there's so many things so yeah that, that's the origin story hey, of the when, kitchen and when you uh, get tired you go to sleep man yeah, you go rest you know, it was fucking my <laughs> my bed <coughs> but yeah that was that's the story of the, of the of the of the kitchen part of the the name I guess and it uh,
0: is. really is really is you know a lot of people as well they just gather around the kitchen by the end of the parties and then you have that closeness of people uh, there's a lot of just a lot of great conversations happens in the kitchen exactly yeah yeah
1: i think every conversation starts with do you want to go to the kitchen and talk especially during a loud party when the music's blasting the i don't know somewhere right in the weather in the room or like the common areas and stuff it was like do you want to grab a drink go to the kitchen or do you want to go to the kitchen and grab a drink and then from there like you begin a massive long conversation you end up uh spending so much time there, you see the sunset and you've heard so many stories and the, the kitchen walls have had so many crazy stories and that's exactly. uh, that's honestly and i think we we don't we don't personally have the responsibility of telling these stories but we are responsible for telling our stories and our adventures in the kitchen yeah.
0: to our well bedroom
1: said. Thank you. <laughs> I rehearsed that so many times. <laughs> but listen.
0: Uh, so yesterday when we published the podcast, oh my god, we got some messages <laughs> back, huh? Some
1: responses. <laughs> someone, someone, some, Now they they'll figure out that we're recording straight up. Now they they will figure out that basically the fa- uh, whether we're gonna record a second one or third one or whatever mm. relied on the fact. Oh, on, actually relied on the response that we got for the first one, so if Sophie fucked up people we in the recording, But no, we sure. basically strategically waited <laughs> yeah. to see what people are gonna say. It was like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah. Yesterday we would literally like fingers crossed when really we drop it. I want to get all that acclaim. But no, no, no. On a serious note, now I uh, I was. Uh, I was absolutely mind blown like I, I, I kept sending you messages from people yesterday and there's so many that I haven't sent you actually maybe you'll play it afterwards actually in person but you hear how much like how many people messaged me saying how they how much they enjoyed it and when they first saw that it was uh, 97, 98 minutes which mm. is 37, 8, nine minutes. They were a bit like, oh my god, I need to spend so much time listening to it, or yeah, it's it's a bit long, so not not everyone's down to listen to it, the long form content. And yes, we did have uh, some sound issues that were my main concern. I thought that would put people off and not listen to it. But then I had absolutely everyone from our friendship group here said so many nice things about the energy of the podcast, about how casual it seemed about how uh we have great chemistry and it's so interesting for them to see that different part of us like in terms of communication that doesn't always come out and uh besides that literally just random people just not random people of course people that i've shared uh that i follow on instagram message me and were like good good job well done i really enjoyed it i genuinely liked it i'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with and like upping the game and even I kept messaging people about post- potentially participating. Like did, I told you about Pablo, Perhaps, right?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard about Pablo. You're do listening. you want to say something to Pablo? He's a listener. He's one of them. <clears throat> You're gonna be a guest, man. Don't worry, don't worry. You're gonna be maybe the first one.
1: Oh yeah, actually, that will be so interesting because I like, we had a conversation about bringing him on Zoom, recording yeah. the whole conversation. So that that will be it, Pablo. You're booked. I saw Tay's. I
0: saw Tay's uh, comment about Tay's shit. Tay's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shit so fucking hard. hard.
1: <laughs> I love that Tay. Hey, we love you. We still love your shit. <laughs> 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 I love the yeah. Now nah, bless everyone from the friends group and everyone outside the friends group. Uh, yeah, people that I've seen, haven't seen, haven't seen in ages, in years in Bulgaria, even people who don't usually speak English or understand it that, that well, just give it a listen. And I honestly appreciate it. And I'm mind blown by the support. And I, I honestly <laughs> I, I, I kept sharing stuff with you yesterday about everything. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was very cute. I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely happy with uh, everything that came out. And uh, I, I am looking forward to everything that we come up with because there's, there's certain self-expectation, I would say it. like I don't expect anyone else to like expect anything from us in terms of content or delivery, but we now we kind of like set up a weird bar, at least in my imagination that I'll try to like keep that we'll basically try to level it up. And th- I think that pretty much covers it. Thank you, everyone, for the kind messages, for sharing on your stories, for spreading the word. And uh, you know who you are. And I've thanked you more than enough. We spoke as well. So I can't wait to bring some of you on board as well.
0: Thank you. And that was a message from Leipzig, everyone. <laughs> and <we're going> <laughs> try- <laughs> okay. we got to pray. Okay. So let's uh, jump straight in. Today's topic is uh, about <sighs> friendship love <sighs> that great great love
1: someone, uh, is that how
0: you make love what <laughs> was that sound <laughs>
1: <laughs> someone get l- okay we're going pg 13 to 18 plus <laughs> with just one sound <laughs> guys that was a sound effect he didn't do this <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It was, it was sound we effect. have a soundboard
0: yeah Anchor. although Duncan. we don't have the mics yet <laughs>
1: oh my god <laughs> don't laugh like that <laughs> That's sad i do apologize to all the people that listened to him and uh found the sound distressing
0: Guys, uh, we'll fix this but we'll that will be, yeah, uh, be fine
1: okay so yes today we are going to be speaking about our favorite things in life and the most complicated interactions so where do we start it's such a, like both thing. You
0: know, let's start with like. Um, Go with a personal story. It's always like that. a person. Wow. Okay. I was about to suggest maybe let's start with the industry we're involved okay. with. So maybe we can take it more general thing and then. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Actually, you're right because more more the industry personal. is kind of waking up at the moment.
1: So. Uh, hopefully. We, we hopefully. need to be a part of the revival process by blasting it for portrayals of unrealistic portrayals of love and relationships on screen. But yes, okay. Do you remember what was the first encounter, your first encounter with a character that was in love or in any form of relationship on screen and how that affected you and the way you see things? Like, to what extent did, did the industry
0: like uh, change your perception? I don't remember the first time uh that's for sure like because i don't remember like I, i'm still kind of figuring out what's what was my first movie that i saw <laughs> oh. i feel i feel like i saw pirates of the caribbean first or like i saw maybe something else but but yeah that made me think about the film industry more when i saw pirates of the caribbean although what that I sounds think? weird <laughs> no but the i think the the one movie that actually like shows the love and um how I would like to see it as well was the movie Sing Street. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, so many so, iconic scenes from that. Yeah. So, man, like, uh, you know, that teenage love where it's like you don't know a lot. You're not experiencing in anything in terms of love. And then he, the guy just goes in and does these cute things and everything. It's amazing it's amazing mm-hmm. and then the most the more recent ones the most uh i saw the terminal by spielberg and there's uh basically there's a guy who who's stuck in the terminal for over nine months or something like that and then he finds he finds this woman who who he falls in love with but it's it's more but the story it's, it turns out not to be as as in other movies so they don't get together Mm -hmm. although they want to she decides to like now i'm gonna stay with the same one so that kind of took a very interesting point where it's like she she is developing developing her character but then and yet in the end she she doesn't change and that was very like wow okay Mm -hmm. and then the main guy like actually uh he just changes throughout the whole. Well, well, he yeah, he changes. He learns some stuff. And, okay. okay. So have you seen the movie? I
1: haven't seen the film. Oh man,
0: definitely watching.
1: Uh, well, well, well. we you could add something to that, but I yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily go into using these films as an examples, because I think for me, and I told you before that when we we're discussing what we're going to be talking about, mm-hmm. I genuinely think uh, to me. But I, that was pretty interesting, actually. I do want to see the movie. Because I want to see how they approach the male character. Mm-hmm. How they change throughout. And how, yeah, once them like, has to stay, like, kind of, like, more. I'm not going to say underdeveloped, but then, yeah. Well, she, just,
0: she doesn't stay at the same space. But she, in the end, she makes the wrong choice, in my opinion. Okay. And that's why she doesn't develop as a character. And then, on in the contrast, you have the main guy. Mm -hmm. who actually developed Developed, and then you know
1: oh yeah that's definitely such an interesting character dynamic that we don't get to see as you said so often on screen
0: so what about you you and movies and so oh my god and friendship and relationships.
1: (laughs) uh no in all honesty all i can think about even when we when we wrote down the, the topic for today and when we discussed it was all the disney films that i have on tapes like videotapes, the amount of videotapes that I still have. And I have not been digitized and I have no idea what's gonna happen to them when I when uh they get rid of the 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 player as well. We have a Sony such and all like you, you can convert player. them to Oh like, yeah, that's QRZ what I'm saying. That's yeah, that's what I said by digitizing. So these was these were my like earliest earliest memories of like love and all the Disney characters that you see. And even very funnily enough, for the like, the princess or like uh, the Sleeping Beauty and all of these, uh, wait for someone to come into your life and change your world completely. Like everything turns around in a in a matter of like twenty four hours or a couple of days. It was like uh, maybe that was where the root of some of my. Uh, later like problems in life would say became <laughs> the starter actually uh, that you would always wait and you think you're more deserving and you always look for the next big thing that's going to come into your life you're never satisfied so to me the the perception of love was all like that romanticized like glamorized uh, over the top La La Land inspired oh, Disney yeah, Disney field with, like, colour and references and songs, version of love that I... To an extent, I, I'm still looking for, and I'm 23 now. But, like, there there is certain points where there is there are so many things that are inspired by all these portrayals, and I generally think that um, they set sometimes a dangerous standard, but it's not solely their job to raise your kids or... You perception. know what they I
0: think what they're saying is that you need to find someone that you can actually tap dance with, you can sing with.
1: <laughs> what, what? <laughs> no one can sing badly. Yeah. <laughs> kiss
0: like kiss mystic mythical creatures and then they they become your oh yeah.
1: your life. Oh yeah, no, then <laughs> no I'm the taking this location. to the extreme.
0: It's it become your life, yeah,
1: mythical creatures. <laughs> But no, yeah, they they find so many ways to tell a story through, like even when they get the the pan to dance or the kettle to sing or beauty and the beast type of thing, like to tell a story, they go to a crazy extent and to leave an impression and uh, yeah, just have a unrealistic portrayal and speak to children and make it exciting, which completely like. On the grand scheme of things, it really it's it's in a huge contrast with what we actually see in real life, and how, it, that that there's a huge gap between our expectations and what we see and how it is. But how do you how do you think all these portrayals that you see on screen are different from your personal experiences throughout your how many years now? Twenty one. <laughs> you don't know how <laughs> Twenty one actually. <laughs> Wait.
0: Uh. <laughs> The contrast, hmm. Well definitely everything uh in film and TV is hyper hyper hyperbolized. Yeah. Hyperbolized, know. yeah. And uh, everything is like out there and everything is too much. Not although not everything. There's okay. some, some hyper reality genres, some genre stuff that you can do you see all the nitty and gritty and um all, all of that stuff you know mm-hmm. but personally I would rather watch something that is more heightened I think because we 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 this is what we maybe want to experience but yeah. we don't have to experience because yeah. yeah in normal life everything is so <laughs> normal yeah <laughs> basically
1: yeah, yeah. so yeah um, oh yeah yeah
0: so I feel you know, like that's whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything has fallen down. <laughs> Drops everything. Drops that.
1: Um, what do you think? I do think I do agree, honestly. Do I agree? do, I do. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, if you ask me like that once again, I will have to agree <laughs> before you kick me out. As much as I listen, do you agree? Oh my god, I do. Okay. Don't look at me. Don't give me the All stare. Good. Don't give me that Lorena's classic stare. <laughs> uh, but I do. Yeah, I do ugly. Uh, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I do ugly completely. And I was talking about being childish and looking at movies for references. <laughs> I do agree uh, but definitely yeah it, it has definitely affected me It, it uh, to an extent yeah it does provide a window or it's into another world or it opens the door to experiencing a love story the one that you can't re- uh, usually experience in your de- everyday life and every day someone's going to come to you and pick you up and take you to a certain place and sing and dance as you said dancing ray, tap dance to whatever like all these crazy things that we have in the back of my mind of like oh my god this is what i want love to feel like or even the butterflies in the stomach that everyone's telling you so yeah i think that's but, but the...
0: the butterflies the butterflies. <laughs> the butterflies. <laughs> but the butterflies i like how that sounds uh, but they they are real though the butterflies. oh yeah yeah you know? Well, the thing is, I, I still haven't. Tap dancing and all I still that haven't scanned my although... stomach for butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Can't. Be but sure. listen, don't you want to tap dance though with the love of your life? To a music suddenly okay. appearing out of nowhere, I would love to do that. Oh yeah,
1: I would love to like. Oh my god! And, and there then you the go. This itself. is the idea they sell us. <laughs> we and everything's I... infiltrated by Disney. <laughs> Oh, the Lionsgate, la la la, oh my god. Oh my god, I'm pushing and then later.
0: stupid people like I was believing.
1: Yeah, so we want to tap dance with the love of our lives someday. And we want that purple spotlight or the sky to be red and purple and pink and and blue at the same time. And see so many stars over in London, we'll never see. So yeah, we do want to experience that classical LA golden age of Hollywood love story. I would love that, and I'm glad that they offer it. And oh, what's not, the reality. It's, I don't think it's the reality when I go in there, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a simulation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the Matrix.
1: The, but again, every time that you, you kind of like get an idea of what, uh, love or friendship feels like, you go to your friends. In order to kind of like ground your opinion and see where you stand and what the reality around you is and how all your thoughts and all your dreams fit into that reality that you and the people around you create so
0: um... so are you saying that it really depends so Uh, your perception of love friendships and everything comes from what uh comes from the people you are talking with and being with and stuff like that right yes Uh, for the most part
1: but not fully of course like Mm. you do have some dream scenarios that come involuntarily in a weird way through all the things other things that you're exposed to and all your previous experiences but even filmmaking because now we were talking about filmmaking like for example you see movies like uh uh, the Perks of Being a Wallflower and all of that. Or Love, Simon even, like the LGBTQ plus movie. And you get a certain perception of how friends treat each other. And uh, yeah, so f- that's how my opinions form through the relationship that I have around me. And uh, how my friends expect friendships to feel like. And then break it into my through my experience and expect what I expect friendships to feel like. But there's definitely a huge part that comes from everything else that I'm exposed to and the world around me. And, and then, yeah, I get, I collect all these data unconsciously through these emotional experiences. But how is it about, how, to what extent does it affect your perception? Like, do you see friends influences where you meet your friends and they see love differently? They're like, I've never, for example, they're like, I've never experienced the butterflies. What do you mean? And so basically, for them, love is a completely different feeling. But for you, it's like I lose my mind. I do mad shit. Um,
0: I don't know. Are you kidding?
1: Yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: if I don't know, if we take taking, it really depends on the you know the friendship that you have with the person and the support. That it really depends. The support that you're giving, if you're giving that person a support, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're, like, you know, if, it really, basically it is, what type of friend are you to that person? yeah. So, if, if we're talking about the butterflies in the stomach, let's say, I have it, I had it, and then my friend has not And then if he is a good friend, I would try to, uh, maybe explain it. A bit more, and then trying to push it. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, I, have, I
1: have a question that came out of that. I will What oh, yeah, yeah. was like? Because uh, the whole point is how uh all this public perception. Are you? Do you go to people expecting to become friends with them based on the certain criteria that you kind of like gather through films and all your your other friends and all of that? Like, do you have? Does everything that you see around you? in terms of yeah as we said films and family and interactions influence the way you approach new people and friends and lovers
0: if you're if uh okay so what okay 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 so i'm influenced by all of these stuff around me my family my friends and all of that so if i'm approaching a new person that i don't know yes i would i would approach the same way as my family as uh, i see it and then i approach the same person mm-hmm. the other person with uh the same but to what qualities. extent to what do extent? you
1: compare what you see on screen and how people meet on screen for example like through any other art forms that are a bit like hyper reality and to what you you kind of like how you approach like you know how in movies they approach in certain way and there's always like that crazy moment when they all gather and they realize how much they mean to each other. Like, do do you have that? Or it's more like natural response and social and human-like interaction?
0: I would say maybe natural response. You know, I would say that.
1: So you don't have any pre-based expectations from movies specifically of what a friendship or like ideal friendship would look like, a way you meet and then kind of like feels like two stars, a line, or like the moon and the the moon and the sun align or something crazy Mm, no
0: okay like i would there is there are sometimes days when you like talk with a person and that really means to you and then you're like oh oh my god if like the stars didn't align and we wouldn't be friends uh, it would be like a disaster yes i do say that but in in reality like that's that's that's, that's uh, the other side of what I'm saying is, like, I don't, I don't think that's actually, like, the stars aligned, I mean... Yeah, yeah, of course, you it's, know.
1: A, well, it's your own hyper-reality. Yeah, the way you, you, you make hype it, it, it up for yourself, yeah. basically, you know? And oh, yeah, you give it a meaning.
0: There's a whole thing, but yeah, I think there's a line where you, where you approach people naturally, and then, and then there's the happy reality stuff where it's, mm-hmm. like, you make it for yourself, uh... You make the whole conversation and interaction, uh, you know, funny and um, loving and whatever you want to do mm-hmm. to yourself, basically.
1: Oh, yeah. But does it, again, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm literally going to attack you with questions because uh, we're slowly, like, moving. And uh, I was going to ask you, like, as you said, it does, like, to what extent it affects the expectations that you have, like, from, from the other person? Like, I, I, I know I'm going to go back to... Wait, well, I don't so, get it.
0: Like, do do you want to tell me, like, on a scale? No, no, no. <laughs> to give what me, extent? Like, to what extent? What's, what's the limit?
1: Well, through your... Like, that's basically personal opinion. So that there's no, like, from one extent to what what extent. is You're working with more examples. And uh, I'm trying to, like, create scenarios and situations where... Like, do you set any expectations for for... For the people around you?
0: Expectations? People around me? Uh, you know. Yes and no. Really, if I'm moving towards the no. Like, if I'm seeing other people... Like, I obviously expect them to be respectful to me and be nice and kind and all of this. But this is, like, the ground level. I don't go above that and I don't expect, you know... If, if if the relationship keeps growing and then there's a uh, more more inti- intimacy with the with the person I'm with or you know we spend a uh, lot of time together then yes like sometimes uh, the expectation grows Ooh. not with every p- people oh yeah you know um, yeah but mainly if I'm meeting someone yes. new is basically the ground rules of like being nice and uh, the other other stuff is like you 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 go head on and you 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 get whatever you the person is giving you mm-hmm. basically yeah, but no I I do
1: agree to an extent but for me it's a bit different like the amount of times that are in my head especially before now I'm kind of like all right with where I am and where I stand and what it's taken for and who's around me but there were so many points in my life when uh, I would literally sit down and be like is this what it feels what it's supposed to feel like like is this like when you fall in love or and yes you do all the crazy stuff that everyone's telling you about you honestly lose your mind for that person and you go to create absolutely crazy extents to please that person into uh yeah, just to impress them in a weird way, why else why, so you look like a complete moron and dumbass to the extent that you go, and these are not extents that you would usually go for, like reach, in order to impress anyone, or even for friendships when I, yeah, at some point, yeah, it. I had like a, a bar that everyone had to meet before they can, not kind of before become my friend, but approach me, so I do, I, I can say that, I was not just my expectations, but even my approach to people was a lot influenced to a huge extent by all the all these expectations that I've generated throughout the years from so many different sources. You see it on screen repeatedly. They recycle the same rom-com concept. I'm like, okay, cool. That's how you do this, or this is how friends go on a car journey and spend ages outside getting fucked up in a car, even skins or. Like, skin cell, it's an amazing example, especially uh, to the, like, British culture and people growing up. It's like, this is what French is supposed to like. Like, ride and die, go on journeys, get fucked up. And uh, at some point, I didn't have that in my life. So I was like, that must be something wrong. Like, my people are boring. Like, I'm boring. Like, when am I going to get this? And everyone's saying, like, by 22, you meet this and that or you you have these amazing high school friends or this and so many concepts keep getting resold to you and you keep rejecting them but they keep knocking at your door and it's like hey this is what it's supposed to feel like or you need this it's like an amazon delivery that you don't order and it keeps coming. <laughs> you have to like keep projecting the same thing, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and and what an and, example, nice. And no one, no one really wants to reject an Amazon delivery, especially if they haven't ordered and it comes for free. But it's dangerous. It feels like they're stacking you with stuff you don't need, and at some point you just become a hoarder, but you're hoarding ideas, I guess. So. Yeah, I would say that it sets a dangerous bar. If you're not careful, I'm not bl- listening to make a statement actually. I'm not blaming the industry for or any of these portrayals, directors, writers, nothing like that. You just need to have people around you to ground you and have more of more than one source of opinion.
0: But it really depends how you sell yourself as well, you know, to others or like you know, it goes to everyone, uh, how you how they sell themselves yeah. to to but you as long. Well.
1: Do you think you have learned certain ways of selling yourself to sell yourself through all the things that he through all the successful examples of filling uh, people selling themselves somewhere, online, on screen, in your life around you? Mm,
0: uh, wait, you reviewed your question? Like, do you
1: think that the way like for example you do see people selling themselves kind of an mm-hmm. image? Has that influenced the way you sell yourself to your friends or just to lovers or like to any other ah, not everywhere okay. not everywhere yeah.
0: So for uh, I really uh, gained a lot of um, knowledge how to sell yourself professionally mm-hmm. and uh, because basically this is what we need to do. We need to sell ourselves as professionals to get work, right yeah. but in terms of uh, in terms of like <laughs> dating apps like Tinder and everything like that. I think I'm going on a different waveform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not, you know, there's a lot of a lot of um what what they call it, fuckboys mm-hmm. and all of that on, on all yeah. social apps and shit we're not in general, anyone <laughs> But <laughs> yeah. but they are and I think like personally I feel like that's a very bad way to look. Mm-hmm. or like sell yourself yeah so it really just goes with what you think is appropriate for you right
1: oh yeah 100 percent. oh yeah and i completely agree on the whole i'm selling myself differently to different people you have different customers but i do agree yeah but it, it's really a big part of the industry as well our industry they ask you to sell yourself constantly Absolutely. especially as a as a freelancer that doesn't work like specific nine to five a 95 job everyone's constantly every day asking you to basically sell yourself to them
0: well you know there's a there's there was the whole um my parents kept telling me yeah that if you get tattoos you're not going to get a job if you get if you get piercings Piercing, on yeah. your nose blah 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 if you look certain way yeah you're not going to get a job sure that is how it is like that that is just you selling yourself as that type of person basically right but do you think now nowadays is more like lenient or is it still like kind of oh yeah definitely
1: because i think that the issue with their generation was that not that many people had it Mm -hmm. so they were put into like an umbrella term of uh, all the people that because yeah it was a prison thing like you go to jail and prison and get tattoos like cheap jail tattoos and it's, it means, like, you, you're a weird part of the society. So I definitely feel like uh, things have changed for the better. And they're much more uh, inclusive. You can honestly do anything to yourself as long as you manage to sell. Oh, my God. As long as you manage Everybody to, you to sell all your photos on OnlyFans.com, it's fine. <laughs> as long as you manage to, to sell the important bits of yourself that the customers are looking for. Because now everyone's looking for the way you look. They're looking for the skills that you have.
0: Oh, okay, 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 wait. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but, like, do you think uh, if, you know, how the customers uh, are looking for a specific type of person, how he looks, how he acts, and stuff like that. Do you think just, uh, like, um, friends, normal people around the world, do they have something inside their head that they're looking for in another person? So, like, as as a type, do you as, mean like as kind of a type? Yeah, you can you can say it as a as a type, but if you, you know what I'm going with this? Yeah, okay. So you, you yeah. So you're basically asking me how we. So imagine you're a worker. Yeah. But this is not nothing about the job. Mm-hmm. Just I'm taking like. Uh, is Do people look at normal life similarly yeah. as looking for the person you want to work with, you know? So, like, all the tattoos and everything, my parents would say, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be friends Pro- with this, yeah. for example. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You
1: know? Oh, yeah, I completely get it. Yeah. Uh, are you asking me about my personal approach to yeah. things? Uh, to me, there was that element <laughs> of initial judgment, I would say. So... Because the thing is, I don't know why, but may- maybe it came from my personal experience when I was growing up in Bulgaria, like, uh, I was oh my god, I was a fat child. So the skinny people would not re- that hang that much around me when it was early, early stages, oh, when man. they were embarrassed.
0: Oh man, I kill you. I've been
1: there myself! <laughs> fat boys for life. <laughs> Chunky souls. <laughs> <laughs> chunky at soul oh my god that's, that's my that's autobiography another, that's another <laughs> name <laughs> write that <laughs> down write that down <laughs> oh my god actually he wrote something uh but yeah it definitely it has affected me the way i look and i know that uh maybe yeah when i was growing up especially being surrounded by only fat people because i was fat i thought people skinny people would look only for skinny people around them mm. so you kind of uh kind of in, in a weird way you want to surround yourself with people that is gonna are gonna add up to your uh, image that you're trying to sell, so you're trying to surround yourself with people that can represent <laughs> you in the best light mm. and it does it has yeah all these specific boxes that I have to take in your head it's like okay, I see that person good looking charismatic this he's got this. So- okay sexy yeah. oh, oh my dick. god sexy <laughs> literally <laughs> the biggest thing. <laughs> honestly yeah don't 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 talk to me but it's all part of uh yeah it's all part of your experiences and how you approach people but it does i do look for specific things because it's part of my brand at the end of the day like if i'm involved with these people they all the other people surrounding me are gonna oh my god you had that person i thought he was like something and it just changes the perception how people see you because of the people
0: you're surrounded by but you know that's a very re- great example they gave with the weight and everything yeah. because what about bro think about this <laughs> so you, you you change so for example you drop all the weight right do you still hang out with the same people or do you go to the to hang out with the skinny ones? You know, it's all oh about maintaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either either you maintain your um, image, image exactly, or do you maintain your friends, or do you change? Fuck friends! <laughs> I'm skinny. I'm leaving you fat <laughs> pigs. <laughs> oh
1: my god! It's literally all the community is gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> Cancel. But I uh, yeah, you are right. I would move on because the thing is that there there was a part of me that would stay for a bit try to uh, trigger change, some sort of change in these people, if it doesn't go anywhere, I would literally say to myself, you did try, you did try to make it better, you know how it's on the other side, and if you try to drag someone on the other side, they want to join you, then you have to move on, kind of, and it's not just me being an asshole to my fat friends, but if you refuse, although body confidence and positivity, nothing against that, all body sizes matter, you guys look amazing the way you are as long as you feel comfortable but i wasn't and uh, if i see someone's not comfortable i will try to change them if they refuse constantly and they 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 become unapproachable or they just stop growing, i need to move on and if the 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 skinnier person is offering me something more in different experiences that i have been looking for then i'm I'm definitely going to join that group and i would feel bad about it for a bit but then it's all about discussing the it, it's about you so with the other the skinny the skinny girls introduced me to more people
0: to more skinny girls yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god i'm not a predator <laughs> i'm not happy wine <laughs> okay oh man maintaining friendships man
1: it, it, in general like, to like
0: friendship topic has been in our lives in in cup like during corona especially mm-hmm. man it's like we've been talking about our relationship as well yeah and uh discussing what's what's uh what you heard disgusting is
1: disgusting <laughs> guys this is why we officially split up this is the second and last podcast <laughs> i knew things are gonna fall apart if someone bangs the door. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a solo podcast <laughs> now. But Keep it's going.
0: it was it's very interesting to see the different sides, uh the how we see relationships and what we need from each other and other people as well. That's uh uh um, from ourselves as well. And from ourselves as well, yeah, it's very it's interesting. I have a couple of the like quotes written down, but I don't um read don't them. How to approach them, just read them right.
1: Well, the thing is, yeah, if you're quoting someone, it's better to read them because you're the otherwise, you're interpreting.
0: Okay, so if we, yeah, let's go to maintaining blah blah. So, I am um, okay to injo- I have this code. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, listen. This I'm is my, a, well, I'm a, very open-minded a bit of a paragraph, but don't be scared. I want to hear what? your my heart <laughs> <up. laughs> no, no, it's all good. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
1: man, no more. <laughs> oh my god, all right. <laughs> Okay. Let me let me help
0: to enjoy a harmonious union with someone we should we should ensure we have a plenty of sources of excitement uh, reassurance, and stimulation outside of them outside of them when we hit problems, we should be able to le- lean on other supports the demand that another person compensates us for all that's alarming, varying or deficient in our lives is a mechanism of systematically destroying any relationship our conflicts and disappointments will at once feel more manageable when we stop asking our partner uh, friend to uh, function always as our long last other half Uh, the more we can survive without a relationship the greater will be that relationship what we sorry sorry the, <laughs> the more we can survive without a relationship the greater will be that relationships changes of survival and fulfillment
1: okay oh yeah so wait i didn't get the last one see i got absolutely everything but i didn't get the last okay, one. okay
0: the last sentence the more we can survive without a relationship the greater will be that relationships uh, changes chances the relationship chances chances of survival, of survival okay
1: kind of yeah <laughs> yeah i completely got it now yeah okay so the more the longer you yeah you spend a part basically the, the bigger the chances of survival yeah like the, the, the longer you adapt to yeah yeah okay uh yeah i completely agree with the quote yeah that's the the thing that i've been uh i've been doing like from i don't know a couple of months ago i realized that Even you can't focus all your attention onto one person and project. Instead, it's uh, reaching out to first to yourself, to self-reassurance, and uh, draw your path, basically. Draw a a mini picture of where you're going and who you want to bring on the journey with. And first, don't forget to take yourself and pack all your emotional baggage and all the stuff. And don't leave anything behind. But I definitely agree, you you need to find other people's, like other people is first entertainment support. And uh, as a source of excitement, and yes, I do agree that, uh, completely agree actually with the, that you need to have external sources outside of even the friendships and you have to be on your own person basically. Uh, However, for me, and that's been working so far, on a personal level, that brings me satisfaction, is, uh, like, map out what excites you about every person in your life and kind of swing around all, all of these things that get you excited. So, for example, I know how to get the excitement out of you when we're doing certain things. Then I have Salma, for example, to get excitement from different things and get excited over the things she's come up with or, like just support each other like have a completely different level of conversation then for finn i have a completely different approach and i have get what i need from him Oh, the, the reassurance. I, I need to mention it right now like bro the amount of reassurance he gives me it's absolutely crazy like i don't think anyone's giving me that much reassurance because i i've been feeling with about certain things and people in general and uh i raise my concerns with him and uh, I I told him yesterday as well. I was like, bro, that's absolutely crazy. The amount of support and reassurance, although you don't necessarily need to get it constantly throughout through people. I think it's super important, especially when you when you're in a state, and especially when it's such an extraordinary situation with coronavirus. But I definitely, as as I said if you have more than like a couple of friends you just a kind of like spread so it doesn't feel segregated it, that you don't project onto that one person to a point where you exhaust them so I think that's that of course I haven't mastered it at all like I am working towards it but yeah just spreading kind of like because I don't there's another thing like you can't expect yourself to produce constantly excitement and happiness so we kind of look for other people so there's a very fine line very tiny line between uh approaching other people for help and reassurance and love and support and excitement and then reaching out to you but you need to have it in yourself as well so i completely agree with the quote like don't focus your attention on one person because it's going to go bad both of you are going to get absolutely overwhelmed and uh weirdly
0: exhausted so if uh, what would you say to people if they have that only one friend right they don't have any others so they are focusing all their um
1: attention attention Yeah. yeah
0: to to that one person do you think boundaries are in need then to be discussed
1: absolutely essential however I'm I've, I've speaking from my very personal experience. I've spoken to people that say you haven't crossed the boundary, you haven't crossed the boundary, there's no boundaries, there's no boundaries. And I keep asking, mm. and there's no boundaries, but then something's uh I I think Yeah, I think I've already in my blog actually a couple of days, sorry to like bring it up again. Uh like that, I'll just plug in my blog. But you identify boundaries by pushing boundaries. Like there there's not there's not been a single instance in my personal experience, where I didn't realize there was a boundary before I pushed it. Mm-hmm. And that's from most cases. Like, when you, when you've asked the person to set boundaries, 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 and we, like, both refuse to set it, or like, yeah, we're going to do it. And like, it just doesn't feel like there's one. Until the moment you've pushed it, you don't realize there is one. Do you know what I mean? But is
0: there uh too many pushing? Too much pushing?
1: Too much pu- Well, the thing is... It's like,
0: you, you, okay, so you push... Uh- you you realize there's three boundaries, right? Yeah. You note them down in your head and you're like, okay. And then you keep pushing boundaries. Yeah. But like slowly over time, 10, 20 years, whatever. Yeah. You think that it's going to like slowly kill the friendship because you keep pushing the boundaries.
1: The thing is, uh, it will. But what kills the friendship before that is the fact that I didn't communicate about the boundaries mm-hmm. at all. Like if you keep pushing the same boundaries like for years, then... It is your fault, but then there's no control on the other side as well.
0: No, I'm talking not the same ones. So you're not going okay, after yeah. the same um, basically yeah, yeah, road, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You going into all of the other Yeah routes and then it, yeah and so yeah, yeah.
1: You know, but the thing is again, like uh I genuinely feel like there there is a way to make these two people I don't know how many people involved in the boundary setting process but there's always a way that for them to kind of like for one person to let the other person know that they've been pushing it without taking it too far do you know i mean because before Mm. i was listening to the ted talk and she was saying that one day one girl one lady was speaking about toxic friendship and she was saying basically that one day that friend just stopped talking to her it was like too much so there's that element when uh where although that the other person has been pushing your boundaries, you don't do the right thing by by cutting off or approaching the situation in such an extreme. When previously you haven't made sure that you've discussed it mm-hmm. for long enough. So I think it's a collective responsibility to clear this out, to clear things
0: out. Has she give uh, the the girl that we're talking? About, has she given the appropriate way to approach this? yeah she has been yeah
1: they they have been in discussions Mm, what's the way like the way is to uh first not avoid the interaction second you you honestly like i she was talking about walking on eggshells and that person Mm. constantly telling her that she needs to change you need to change you need to change the thing is what the other person didn't realize it she was changing the whole time mm. but when you have that one mindset that person's not going to change or it's not changing or it's not exciting anymore or like she's doing things wrong you've buried the friendships way before that so no matter how much the other person's pushing to it you're never going to reach a point where it's going to be the same and one day that the other lady would call her and she was like you haven't changed at all bye hung up never talk to her again wow so and she the lady was like yeah I've been crying like I cried a lot literally started smacking shit around I was like what the fuck is happening like you didn't see it coming but imagine like you 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 kind of like want to change and push for changes and then that person's like you haven't changed at all or the change is too slow like I don't see any changes that's a I don't know I I, I don't think there's anything more heartbreaking than that at that point where you've been actually trying to change and it does take time but the other person just like doesn't see that or has already set their mind to. It. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work.
0: So it really depends. Do you remember the, the name? Sorry, it's for interrupting. For the TED Talk? TED
1: Talk, I sent you a link, I don't remember the name. Actually, it would be good to recommend it. Yes. Or
0: maybe we can leave it in the description or something and then people can watch it as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. No, actually, uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. I will literally do a quick search. I'm not going to go on Facebook because that's going to take ages. You Shout out. <laughs> yeah, that's a sister shadow. <laughs> uh, toxic friendships. Yeah, if you type toxic friendships on YouTube, it's the second video. It's called Eight Signs of uh, Toxic Friendship. Yeah, toxic friendship. Sharon Livington. That's it, guys. Sharon? Sharon, Sharon Livington. On TED Talks three years ago that's it like have a look it's the best thing that i've listened to recently however despite all of that pain uh setting boundaries is healthy and has to be done that's how uh you know where you stand with the other person and that's how you know you're saying the healthy boundaries of things i agree it's
0: a good thing i agree and uh do you think um I have one of the points here that, like, keeping secrets, you know, and not telling stuff. Do you think that is one of the boundaries that is set in friendship? Should be set. Should be set. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh no, no, no! Did you ask me? Should be set. Is it one of the oh, boundaries? Like, uh, yeah. Be set? Like
0: you could go should be, or, or do you think it, it is in a way? Although no one is actually uh, because uh, I know that there's boundaries. We even if you don't talk to about boundaries you know to the person, there are boundaries with everyone absolutely everyone you meet mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. this is like the one of one of them I wanted to explore is like keeping secrets from friends and maybe not telling some stuff about yourself or and stuff like that so uh, you know.
1: yeah well uh I think again it's a healthy think and i don't i generally don't think that you uh spitting someone else's secret makes you a good friend or a better person in general like to that specific person you're telling the secret to like it doesn't strengthen the bond
0: but you're talking about telling other other people's secrets yeah i'm i'm talking about you talking about yourself to oh to your friend yeah yeah, okay and then how how much is there a boundary of how much are you saying are you keeping because every oh, yeah. person has a secret oh, yeah, you know, yeah, as well yeah, yeah. so
1: the thing is what i do is i do test the waters a lot so i do test the water in terms of how much can i say to that person without having affecting them mentally like i don't want to be a dread uh, like a burden to anyone and i've made it sure that people tell me i ask like is it before I ask, like, do you want to hear about it? or, like, this is going to tell me from, dra- uh, like, draining your energy or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's me setting the, kind of like the bar for them to decide whether they want to set a boundary and be like, do you know, I'm not in the mood right now. Or can we talk about later? Or, like, it's not the right time or anything like that. I literally look for the small cues that, that they're going to literally tell me, don't do it now. That it, It's not the right moment. Uh, personally, I... Pff- it is a good thing because uh it does keep some of the interesting things to yourself and kind of like you can plan how you're gonna execute them and make i don't know make an impression it depends on who you're speaking to and how much you've known each other for how long you've known each other for uh however yeah i have the thing is there are so many despite me being an open person everyone knowing me about writing my blogs and chatting shit on instagram and to people i do have a lot of crap that no one that, that hasn't I've, I've never shed a light on and that's that sounds like oh my god he's such an interesting person like that's so crazy yeah, blah 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 Now in reality yeah despite the fact that i come out come across as like a very open person i'm really not like there are so many things that only you know for example even on another different level and I do, and I have asked, like, do I push boundaries by saying this, or tell me if it's too much, so for me, reassuring that I'm not crossing these boundaries of telling secrets, and it's not, uh, there's no, like, detriment uh, to the person that I'm, to myself as well, and to the other person, and it's not detrimental to, to the relationship and friendship, then it's healthy, but how do you see it, like, which one do you prefer to be of a part of, the overshares uh undershares or so.
0: undershares uh it's uh i look in people to be under under sharing as well because uh, and i am under sharing mm-hmm. i i like the whole dynamic of you have to figure it out from a person like what he means Uh, you know, you have to ask questions of like, I don't know, like even how you're doing, and then goes into like, okay, yeah, but I need to. He's doing well, but what if I dig deeper, Mm -hmm. and then dig deeper and dig deeper? But that kind of contradicts with the whole boundaries, yeah, and uh, what I was talking about about the limits. Mm Uh, but if you do it discreetly yeah
1: (laughs) the thing yeah if you can yeah you can get you can get as much as you want from a person if you if you want to that's it like if you show interest and both are beneficial like both are beneficial you under asking like you asking the question or you speaking to a person that undershared but then to me a person what i've come to realize is even oversharing could be could get you somewhere in terms of friends and friendships where where undersharing can't and bring the closeness of relationships but with others or people that you get don't get to see that often or even you get to see it's like uh, I don't know to me oversharing has been more beneficial so far I'm not saying it's the right thing to do but it's definitely taken so many of my friendships to such a beautiful level where every time i have an issue i can go to a person without feeling like feeling bad about it like i i i do share certain things
0: to different people i think you know um over time if you, when you're in a uh, in a relationship with a person mm-hmm. at some point the undersharers they go over the line and they become oversharers yeah. or like at some days or like there is that uh, it really depends on the relationship oh, yeah. you have with the person, right? How how much are you giving, and yeah. uh, and how much he's receiving, basically.
1: Of course, Man, Man. That, that's the weird thing that uh I have been in that state where you kind of set expectations of to get something in return in terms of like someone opening up to you the way you opened up to them, but again, I think even through oversharing me that. Oversharing opened me to so many people, like the amount of people that I saw last year, uh, so, sorry, communicated to what last year, uh, about mental health and stuff purely because I had already talked about it somewhere and they felt comfortable to do it and they they wouldn't speak to their relatives or people in their close circles because they didn't, they they were never that person to open up and do certain things. Mm. So, I genuinely think that being an overshare has pros and cons the same way that a being an undershare has and middle ground. I don't know, I haven't found it. Sorry, I can't really give advice on that. But uh, yeah, that would be the best outcome. Like finding the middle ground.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm looking, I have another quote somewhere. Hmm. Oh well some It's it's somewhere here. But let's continue. Oh my god. <laughs> Where's <is> the quote? <laughs> okay. No, it's, uh, I think it, I had something more about like uh, boundaries. Oh, boundaries, uh, b- boundary setting will unleash emotions. You know, I have this type of quotes. Oh,
1: you mean like crazy responses? Yeah, it could. Oh, yeah. It 100%. Could, yeah. yeah you can totally see it i mean it has happened to me and the way i i do things even to you like when you're when you're completely unaware like for example have a i know it's going to be such a weird examples but imagine have a wild uh, a, an animal in the wild and it's free and you just saw so whatever you wants, and it's unaware of what a cage life would feel like and you put it in a cage and it freaks out and he goes through all the emotional states. Like, yeah, they sometimes they get, like, lazy or clumsy or something like that. Like, you've you've had all the freedom with an environment, and a person. And that person, literally, all of a sudden, if I'm talking about if they don't talk to you at all, and then at some point things escalate, that's where, like, you literally, you cage a, a wild tiger or a lion into a small cage. And you, you can't really expect that to have some sort of reaction. Because that's what he she yet has been introduced to and always known from that environment and that, and that environment kind of like shrinks into a cage and uh yeah it it does it does end up in a like an emotional bursts of emotion but it, it, it does get better like you adapt. you adapt even when you when you put in, like, in a in a cage the lion has to adapt and stay in the zoo for i don't know how many years to
0: survive yeah so Oh, in shitty circumstances adaptation to survivalation. Check out the first blog.
1: <laughs> blog? Check out the first podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, I see what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, I'm trying to plug more. The blog readers. is pushing me away, I see. Okay.
1: <laughs> Two episodes I think is enough, guys. <laughs> next <laughs> next next week he's gonna be a different host. <laughs> Just me <laughs> and the blog. He's the third <laughs> member. <laughs> the second member the new second member.
0: But yeah. But, you know, continuing the whole, like, um, friendship topic, I really am, uh, I am agreeing on the whole thing of, like, being, uh, distancing from, um uh, friends and giving them space and uh, yeah. giving yourself space to, uh, you know, working on, on themselves and, and stuff like this, even, even if, uh, it, you know, you don't have to spend time with friends if you don't mm-hmm. want to, or like, 100%. you know, if you want to watch TV or just read a book a million times a day or something like that, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not a chore. Absolutely, that you have to be with friends Absolutely. and other people. You know. Yes. I have another quote. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <came> prepare. <laughs>
1: He's the quote, cool guy. <coughs> how much did you get on this station, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. We know how to quote. Guys. We don't have to go out and spend every minute of every day with a rotating cast of friends. It's about feeling like you are supported in the ways that you want to be supported. And believing that the connections you do have have and are nourishing and strong. Yeah. That is my message. To the world. Okay,
1: that was beautiful.
0: Thank
1: you. The thing is, oh my God. But, but hold my dear. (laughs) That was beautiful, but. Yeah, I I completely agree. Like if you, whoever's listening, even to us, a message to us, if you feel comfortable with what you're doing, you don't actually have to make any sacrifices. Friendships, because they're not going to go away. And it's so funny, because I I say that right now, but I don't believe any of it. Like I haven't reached that point, when I, I can say that yeah I don't I generally don't think that yeah I've reached a point where I can do it myself when despite all the uh, funny things that I funny things but yeah all the exciting things that I come up with on on my own when I'm in my room and stuff and uh all, all by myself physically and mentally I don't think I can I can uh completely like like if I had to pick between reading a book like something that i've planned for example for days and it's in that specific hour some one of my friends that needs me or i need them is only like he's only f- they're only free at that point i would literally scrap the plan that i have and go out to that person and see them because uh that's how i feel about friendships and stuff and but it's very important to break that up you should not feel guilty for prioritizing yourself and for me, saying thats because is uh 'cause i'm 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 working towards it. I haven't reached it at all, like I'm very like very much a per- people person, and uh I generally believe that everything's more exciting if you share it with someone and uh if you can help someone out or like introduce them to something new, you should do it, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't sit down you shouldn't be able to sit down and enjoy your Netflix show. Or YouTube content on your own for days or months even during lockdown now it's a bit weird and all the social distancing congrats like if you're one of them and you recognize yourself in these words then you're actually doing a sick job but I wish you could say that and that's my thing it wasn't it's never been
0: I'm. Uh, I'm opposite I'm the opposite I I focus on myself more than the others i want to focus more on others which sometimes is very hard i have sometimes no guilt <laughs> and um it's in a way annoying because it could destroy it destroy relationships but um, um you know meeting meeting someone as you, like as you said if the person is uh, like if you only see him once a month or once a day or once a year or something like that then yeah definitely i'm gonna scratch all my plans and then go to team uh but if the plans are very important then sorry (laughs) oh yeah of course you know there's that leverage as well yeah yeah um and i think i think it's better i've like i have relationships with with friends uh that we only meet cup like half like six months every six months or something Mm -hmm. you know and the relationships are amazing they're in my perspective i never actually talked about the relationships we had in that deeply like how how i do with you so it would be very interesting to sit down and i feel like a lot of people that i'm friends with would go for these conversations that we have right now and kind of puzzle our relationships and where, where we're going mm-hmm. and if we're both happy from both sides and stuff so yeah yeah. and uh, even Mrs. Flora said that's actually much better than the kind of leaving it up to two people all over schedules meeting uh, you know seeing certain friends once a year and stuff like that and more focusing on yourself
1: but again that's dangerous Sorry i couldn't make such a statement like yeah she's right but i don't i miss wouldn't Flo- say uh, that
0: wait, by, by the way miss flora is just another t- person yeah, yeah. on research and stuff i don't know who wait, she- <laughs> on the
1: internet flora check yeah, out yeah, this is flora but yeah i don't know it's a bit to me it's like it's a it's setting a weird standard that you like the thing is I know you're not you're not doing it to the crazy extent, but there's people that oh, generally yeah, yeah, yeah. think that that think, that think that avoiding friendships or like avoiding interaction not being there for another person uh, and going on with that concept that yeah, I can meet you on Memorial Day or whatever guarantees a good friendship then it doesn't always work like that because here it it, it it brings more to the, like it brings more to the conversation than just like seeing that person once you're like taking it from where you left it it's more about how you perceive all these friendships and how sure you feel about the friendship and how because the thing is what what the yeah it it basically depends on how you see friendship how you define friendship because i wouldn't say that i yeah i i can say about certain people that we're still friends although we haven't seen each other in like four years because I haven't been home and stuff like that but would you put would I put in the same category as I put the friends that I have here right now not really like you do I they are still my friends like we spend so much time together and as you said it's amazing every I don't know how many months or a year when we see each other but like you really have to break it into small categories so you know how much you can expect from these people Do you know what I mean in a weird way is like yeah there's a i don't it's, it's gonna sound so retarded but like putting friends in categories that need a bit more maintaining and mm-hmm. like kind of more of yourself like putting more of yourself in your uh maybe time and effort like high maintenance i'm not saying that's a healthy way to approach it that's how i would and i do approach it there's high maintenance friendships that you kind of have to pull yourself out a little bit sometimes might feel draining and stuff. There's like middle, mid, mid-tier friendships that sometimes they decide to open up or you decide to open up to them, but it's not as intense. And there's a lower tier that I can speak to that person, as you said, every six months and things feel amazing. So I generally think that the approaches should differ because you can't expect every other person w- within that friends group to have the, the same approaches that you do. Mm. So for, that, for the other person, see, seeing them, seeing you, once every six months might not be enough and they want maybe they they would want to take more out of you so that's what i'm saying you need to be more open like you specifically anyone listening you need to be more open for what the other person needs as well and how of course without letting it affect you and your mental performance and you taking your time off and all of that you need to find a middle ground where you can they know you're there for them maybe more than once every six months maybe a bit more maybe having a chat for like 10 minutes or just say how you're doing and stuff like that because some people are like that but some people are not going to need you that often anyways these are the low maintenance so i think it's healthy again to set that type of boundary and at least yeah have it have, just get get both of you on the same page or how how however many people are and just yeah make sure that you know where you stand as friends and yeah you don't have to schedule every six months or anything like that it's just so you both know how much you can expect from each other and that's it it should work out then if it doesn't then that's on you for the most part
0: mm. well um from my point of view like um i often uh, i often feel that as i said like because i'm more of a i'm agreeing to the uh, to the quotes that i that i read Mm -hmm. Uh, and but but often i get this feeling that the people who are around me who are giving me love and support and appreciation um i i am you know, I feel like that I don't give much back to my friends, family, and all of that. But then instantly, uh, there's there's a, a sentence going in my head: "If they need that from me, they'll say it." Mm-hmm. And I, that's uh, you know, a circle a circle that keeps spinning. If like I, I think that I don't give enough, but then I'm like, oh, but you know what? they'll say it, they are an individual, they're a person, if they need it from me, they're gonna say it, they're gonna say it. And that, that's, that's why, like, sometimes I feel like, I should maybe give more, but then i like, but they, they'll say it, if they want more, they'll say it. You know. Um, yeah, anything else to talk about? We I, we're pretty much done. Yeah,
1: I don't think, yeah, I think we've covered everything in more than enough detail and uh we managed to get all the points across that we've planned and it did work out it was it was a very
0: i have a feeling that uh that other people have a lot of things to say about friendships and stuff yeah uh so from what we should do it would be very interesting to we hear need from to others. invite
1: people to email us or do something or just like write something or
0: oh yeah yeah we op- can open it to feedback Tell them our email. Oh
1: goodness, <laughs> if I only knew it. Uh
0: let's tell them the email yeah. and let's get it there.
1: Yeah, okay. Do you wanna read it? Because you were the one that made the ask Oh uh, I need to Do read it. Do you have access? Mm. Okay, that's fine. The
0: email is inside the inside kitchen ears at, at gmail.com. Large as I will repeat. <laughs> so the email is <laughs> inside kitchen ears
1: at gmail.com we repeat inside kitchen ears gmail it's probably going to be
0: in the description as well yeah we'll
1: leave it? it uh it's going to be in all descriptions on apple uh spotify and all the distribution mm-hmm. dis- distribution channels those ones yeah, yeah them ones uh but yeah uh <laughs> thank you very much for tuning in for the second time and uh thank I you thank know. you thank you uh and uh, we are looking forward to receiving some feedback again <laughs> and thank you for the support yesterday and i hope you the same fucking people share the same shit <laughs> next time around because i'm gonna get angry whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. My okay. Face, okay. And okay The next one is gonna be dedicated to you assholes <laughs> all right <laughs> bye bye